Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be, with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat-top, contoured, or edge-routed bodies for bolt-on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre-setups, and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever-growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. Cherry pie, oh me, oh my. I love your looks that you give me. ridiculous, man. My name is, I might be an idiot, Al. Might. (laughs) And (laughs) with me, as ever, my oh-so-prophetic co-host, can't believe he thought he wasn't an idiot, Casper. Bang on, buddy. See, sometimes you're gold. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) we have with us, all the way from London and... South Africa before that, I don't remember where in South Africa or if I ever knew. But, uh, oh no, what have I done? Oliver Lamson from Rubato Guitars. I'm a big fan of my name. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, Gary from Partscaster uh, Concierge was on a month ago, and he, by the time I got through the nicknames, he was real nervous. <laughs> Yeah, as he should have he been. Those like were the, some those were some real good ones. Were some doozies. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oliver, I'm stoked to have you on, man. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to be on. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Had to. Absolutely had to. Uh, I, there's been, uh, I don't remember which episodes or, or what the time space was between them, but there's been a, a bunch of episodes previously where I have... Uh, ranted about how I built a guitar with a carbon neck one time and I just fell in love with the neck and uh, wanted to do more with uh, with those necks and that brand decided not to make those anymore and to focus only on violin parts which is a heartbreaking day for me and uh, so when somebody uh, clued me into your existence I was thrilled beyond all belief I even sent you a message saying I was thrilled beyond all belief just (laughs) Oh my gosh! I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I, yeah, I'm really happy to hear that. I mean, I, yeah, we'd seen. Uh, I've seen a few things floating around about other carbon brands because obviously the first thing you do when you think like, oh, we should make a carbon fiber guitar, is like, oh, I wonder if anyone else is doing that, and you find all of these uh, these dead brands, and then you find yourself three years down the road thinking, yeah, that's a good idea. We should also try that. well i mean to be fair to this brand i don't know why i'm avoiding saying it the brand was uh moses carbon graphite uh and uh they did they didn't fold they just got i think they got so busy making parts for 
violins and stuff like that, they decided like, eh, screw the guitar stuff, and they just refocused completely. Um, oh, well, that's really good then for them. I'm glad there's other people around. <laughs> but uh, they they made some really cool necks. I I I quite liked what they did. Uh, I actually wrote them just a little while, uh, maybe a, almost a year ago, and was like. Hey, any advice for somebody wanting to make one? And they just sent me back a form letter like, we do not make guitar parts anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, I get it. So, uh, stoked beyond all belief that not only are you making carbon fiber guitars uh, in their entirety, but you make and and sell replacement necks just as a separate thing, which is super cool. So, Yeah. You got me yeah, uh, well, all kinds of uh, in a tizzy. Um, as all kinds of excited. Yeah. I hope so. That's, <laughs> that's very, very good. Yeah. Because obviously the aluminum necks are like a huge thing. Um, yeah. Or have been a huge thing for a while now. Well, um, they, I mean. And we were making the guitars. It, it feels like all of a sudden in the last two years, uh, the the doth it doom crowd has just like oh, gone. Yeah thermonuclear and all of a sudden aluminum necks are just the thing uh which is yeah, cool just it's, everywhere. it's it's very interesting i mean casper and i are just a huge fan of like innovation mm-hmm. and so it's even if it's not necessarily something we would even buy we're, we're we're turned on by people trying new things it's also why we like morningstar glass guitars so much because who the heck is oh, making those glass are, guitars those are wild totally yeah. wild. Like, I, that's that that's an insane project i've seen those yeah, <laughs> he's a funny guy, man. And what a great dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. super nice. Yeah. We had him on the show a while ago. It was a, it was a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, but it freaked both Casper and I out watching this guy stand on a glass guitar neck and, like, jump on it. Yeah. And stuff. Just like, ah, stop that. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> there's something really wrong with what yeah. you're doing right now. Yeah, anyway, before I get too sidetracked and before the ghost of, uh, no, ghost, ghost, not ghost, the spirit. The disembodied uh, form of Dan Presencer from More Guitars appears out of the ether to chastise me for forgetting yet again. Uh, well, let's, let's kick it off with uh, what we've been up to, guitar and or music related this week. Uh, my man, the handsome uh, egg-shaped visage in front of me. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's it, you're like a you're like a, a wizened Humpty. With the, with the beard of philosophy. <laughs> I just got the sucker yeah. trimmed up today, I know, actually. it's beautiful. It is really feels much better to feel yeah, human I'm, I'm always very jealous of how, like, how your your beard hair, for the most part, will go where you comb it. It's really good that way. Yeah. And, that, like, if you trim the sides up and stuff, you can get this glorious, long, Viking-like beard. Right. That I could never in my wildest dreams pull off because my stupid beard hair is so curly and it's just a... Just a Jew for on my chin. That's what I got going on. <laughs> so, uh, okay, on that note, there yeah. is a lot of work that has to go yeah. into making a beard straight. Yeah. Um, and and any any of anybody out there that's got a long beard knows it's a great, incredibly huge patience game. And you can't just roll out of bed and have an awesome no, I, beard. <laughs> I know. I For years, I've tried to train my beard and stuff. It yeah. just doesn't. It's, it is what it is. I got a Brillo pad we'll, on my face. We'll go into, you know beard care and everything later off the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I did just get my beard trimmed up today. It, uh, it's good. Um, music and or guitar related. I've had a few things come up this week. Um, I've been working on a really cool project building um, guitar pedals and designing circuits and PCBs. And I just got my first batch of prototype boards in for a MOSFET boost that I'm working on, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, 
I did not design the circuit myself. I just playing around with a circuit that's very, very simple just to see if I could do it. Um, I did get boards and daughter boards and things that I made up from yeah. uh, online. And I can't and wait till you officially launch your pedal brand. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, so anyway, I was working on that quite a lot. Had a lot of help from a bunch of guys. Um, and and I and I just want to use this as a kind of a segue as a to to give props to every single guitar build or pedal builder that we've ever had on our show, and everyone else that does it too, uh, as to how intense and in depth and nerdy it really is. That you you have to know so much, and I know so little. So and it's just incredible to everybody that's out there doing it. Um, especially guys that you see putting out different things all the time, like um, um, Kevin LeClaire at uh, Sound Slice. He's doing new and different things all the time, and the amount of work that goes into one PCB design and one you know pedal that he puts out, I know now what the, what it takes to do that, and it's just like, man. Yeah, Kevin's a madman. He is a madman, he, and he's coming. He puts out a whole bunch of different stuff all the time. So uh, I kudos to him. Kudos to every builder that builds pedals. Um, you guys are are gods among humans. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm just starting to have a, a look at how how much work you guys actually put in. It's really awesome. So there's that. Um, I missed another SG um, local, not not even locally, but I even yeah. arranged to have all the to have the pickup like have it picked up by a friend of mine down in Vancouver, um, and I missed it by probably twenty minutes. Um, the person that was selling it, it was a, a 2003 SG faded special cherry red. Yeah. And or it had cherry red, whatever the red it was is. faded red or whatever they are. I don't even care what it, what the color was. It didn't matter. It was like, that's an SG. The guy wanted $700 for it. And I put in an offer that was a little bit lower just cause it needed tuners and all kinds of stuff. Uh, needs some work. Um, but then he got back to me and said it was sold. So I was like, dang, missed it again. I think that's all so far. That's a bummer, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's that was that could have been the one. That's and you know what, a deal like that is the perfect SG for what you want to do. Exactly. So I that is a bummer. Yeah, I hope you find one. One. It'll day. come up. Lightning will strike. Yeah. I know it will. So just being patient. Next time you see an SG for six seven hundred bucks Canadian that says Gibson on the headstock, you just need. To well, <laughs> just yeah. Anybody out there? Just hey, buy it. Anybody out there? You yeah. see something like that kicking around? It. Uh, and that's what I'm after. Like a special, something like that. Early two thousands, preferably, but doesn't matter. Even if it's a robot, I don't care. I am just going to modify the labor lib and bejeebas out of it. So yeah. So you know what I'm noticing right now? Mm. Oliver isn't talking. Yeah, you are the <laughs> most polite guest we've ever had. Something's wrong, man. Mm. You're, Why do you say that? Because you're not interrupting us. We talk <laughs> over each other. We're going to interrupt you. You got to get in here, buddy. Fight for your right to okay, talk. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I heard you guys talking about SGs uh, on the last show, and you were saying they're not neck heavy, right? Well, most of Al them. doesn't think they are. I don't think. Yeah, There's, they do have a, some of them have some neck diver. It really depends on the one, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind that so much. I was, I, I the reason I'm just bringing it up is because actually the one thing with SGs I noticed with their design was when I first played one and sat down to play it, um, which actually like influenced the way I sort of was designing this guitar. Um, was I sat down and I went to go grab, I don't know, you know the classics, you start with a G and see where it goes. 
when you're in a music store. Um, and I like instantly wasn't at uh, the first four frets where I thought I would be. The, the, the top of the headstock was further away from my body than I thought it should be. <laughs> and that like that, that experience was like uh, sort of a, a mini formative moment for me when I was like, Oh, guitars are kind of different because this was like when I was young, right in a music store as a kid. Um, and I had only been playing, but I'd been playing my Squire Strat at that point and my uncle's Les Paul, um, what else did he have? Oh, and then acoustics. But they'd all been roughly, like all of them, when you sit down, they're roughly in the same place. Right, and the yeah. the first time I had that experience where I was like, oh, wait, I have to stick my arm out more. Um, <laughs> yeah, that strap position uh, really changes where the, mm-hmm. where the first frame yeah, is. Yeah, and then you figure <laughs> out like, oh, when you, but when you're sitting down as well, right? And I figured out it's because of the, I don't know, I call it the waist. I don't yep, know what, yep, what yeah. official name is. I, but I you know, know where it like pinches in. Um, and cause that is, that's like closer to the bridge than if you think about on a strat or a less yeah. ball or something, yeah. which then obviously shifts the neck in the other direction. So then I was like, Oh, that seems kind of important. Um, and then that was basically cause yeah, when you sort of, I know it's go off on a tangent when you'd like designing a guitar shape from scratch, like, okay, well, do I just draw or like, what, what do I do? So the first thing I tried to figure out was like, okay, we should uh, maybe have some constraints here. Um, and that was that was one of them. So yeah. I said, okay, here's where the, here's where the pickups are going to be, and I want it to be roughly in the middle of the two pickups, and then then started from there. Um, so that that was that was my SG story. Nice. <laughs> and then you guys were being correspondingly polite because you never interrupted me once. Well, you know, we so. just just wait till we really get fired up. Yeah, That's, yeah. I just <laughs> just, uh, just don't hold back is yeah. uh, my suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, sooner or later, I'm going to bring up Chris O'Donnell and Vertical Limit, and you're going to need the strength to interrupt me. So Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Even just the mention in Casper's just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang myself. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm okay, done. we're going we're gonna to do this tomorrow because yeah, I'm done. With <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, you know, since since we got you talking, Oliver, what, what, what have you been up to this week, guitar and or music related? And I mean, um, we know you build guitars, so yeah, ideally not yeah, yeah. You know, just, yeah, yeah. just you personally. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess one thing was obviously John Mayer released Sob Rock, right? So, uh, don't know how you guys feel about that, but Wait, uh, actually, I, 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 I don't have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he call it Sob Rock. Like the album is called Sob Rock which is the biggest power move ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. It sounds, well, I think it's so good. Um, it sounds so like vintage, but not in a sort of cheesy way. It's like, it just, it just feels really good. Or at least I've been enjoying it. And then some of the chord change, it's just like one of those, uh, it sounds very familiar, I think, is maybe the easiest way to put it. And it's got a guitar solo in, like, almost every song, or at least the ones I've listened to so far. I'm only, like, halfway through the album because then I had other stuff to do. But, it's, yeah, I was really enjoying that. And then the other thing I was doing is I'm going to be putting together a parts caster soon. Uh, and I was, ah. like, like, sort of drooling over over some uh, some parts 
um, particularly there's these Italian guys, um, uh, or I don't, don't know, maybe it's guys and girls, uh, called Franchin Guitars, and they make some of the coolest, like, strap and telly and offset-style bodies where they do, like, uh, metal leaf coatings that they then distress or they, like, overlay with, like, so you'll have, like, a copper and silver leaf strap which just looks insane. Um, they're so, so cool. Uh, I actually, yeah, I, I recommended them to one of the first guys who, who bought one of our necks. <laughs> he was like, what, what, uh, what body do I put on this? And I just sent him that link and, and he instantly fell in love and bought it. So yeah, um, I've been frothing over guitar parts a bit, but have to bite the bullet and actually pay for them at some point, which is the rough part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah very familiar with that part. Uh, I may have been doing that recently with uh, your website, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. which you uh, know. I mean, I'm I'm literally sitting here with a neck that's not on a guitar, like just just I, hanging on to it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I wasn't gonna not have a neck with me, um, but I actually have to build it into something so I can play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to gonna have to take the plunge uh, in the next month or so, because oh yeah, no those those French and guitar bodies are so cool. So I've been checking those out as well. I guess. Uh, how do you spell, two... how do you spell fr- that? F R A N C H I N, I believe. Uh, didn't the American spelling bee already happen like a week or two ago? Yeah, I, I I don't know. We're not we're not Americans, so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, I don't think there's a Canadian spelling bee, is there? Well, I have. No it was idea. like news. Listen, I got to be honest with you. If there is a Canadian <laughs> spelling bee, no one in my life had uh, thought I had any hope at it, so they did not make me aware of it at any point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> was, no, I've never been that kid. They're like, we should get either. this guy into academic contests. <laughs> It's more like if, is, is there like post secondary? Oh, good. Al's not eating training? paint chips anymore. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's put him in advanced broom pushing one hundred and one. Like just, <laughs> well, yeah. I used to, like, so I used to be a mechanic and I worked in a shop and uh, someone had written in like Jiffy or like Sharpie marker on the top of a push broom, like a big like you know twenty eight or thirty inch push broom. <laughs> said you're holding my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. You, yeah, you, yeah, you do well at it, buddy. My, my, one of my old coworkers at Domino's Pizza wrote on the bottom of the. I can't even think of this. It's like a, a giant spatula to lift pizzas off the pans. We run them through the oven on. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote on the bottom of that thing in Sharpie. Should have gone to college. <laughs> not wrong. He's not, <laughs> wrong. He's not wrong. That came off after a few dishwashings. Anyway, I should hope. Yeah, at least you washed it. Yeah. Well, it was on the bottom. It wasn't anything anyway. But uh, anyway, so uh, okay, we did Casper. We've done. Hey Al, what have me. you been it's up me. to this yeah. week in music? Assuming you're guitar done, guitar related. Are you done? You got more? Yeah, I think I'm done. Okay. I mean, other than that, ooh, what else? Every time I play guitar, I'm like, oh, I should probably learn more songs or learn more pieces because there's only so much you can beat the pentatonic scale to death. Um, that, and pretend to play jazz. Wait, 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 wait. There's more than that? That's... Because <laughs> I've, I've got I've that at least actually, halfway I've down. Never, I've never heard it in person, but, like, <laughs> a, apparently there are there are more than five notes in some scales. 
Um, uh, I'm not sure what they are, though. Blasphemy. I don't believe it. Yeah, they're blasphemy. Yeah, heretic. That's exactly there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the pentatonic scale. There's the pentatonic scale faster. There's the pentatonic scale slower. Mm. That's all you need. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one is called blues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what have I been up to this week? Well, this, okay. So this week, um, got a little package in from Don Tremont Guitars. Oh, yeah. Containing uh, four of his uh, handmade wooden picks. Newly minted. Newly Ooh. minted. So, looking forward to trying these out. They feel really nice in the hands. So they do. They do quite feel nice. And uh, considering the what they are and, and some of the some of the plectrums out there like this, uh, they're quite cheap. Only ten bucks a pick. I don't which, know. Which sounds expensive if you're if you're only thinking in like Tortex, you know, Jim Dunlop stuff at the guitar shop terms. But uh, for 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 those in the plectroverse, uh, as it were, ten bucks for one pick is not a bad thing. Um, so, you know, check those out. Don Tremont Guitars. We had those a sound cool. Ago. Yeah. How thick are they? I, you know, they're shaped kind of like a sports car from the side profile. So they have like a real. <laughs> like uh, a convertible. What? Like yeah, a, yeah. Well, they have like a nice, the, the, the outline of the pick is traditional pick. But from the side. Okay. They have a real like swoop and, 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 and stuff to them. It creates a nice. They're kind of contoured. So thumb. they're. They're narrower where you hold it, but they're a little, then th- they kind of thicken up and then go narrow to a point. It, they're yeah, really quite. I something. would describe the thickness at its thickest point as a as about one point five, maybe two, maybe two mils. Yeah. Okay, so is it a bit flexible or not? No, if no, it goes thin no. They're they're thick so that the contours allow for comfort in your fingers, mm-hmm. but they're still a very rigid pick. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're CNC. Those are like probably that. nice, right? Because they'll they'll be pretty pretty slippy on strings i would assume if you polish them yeah, up nicely. He, he's he's lacquered them he's given them a bit of a sanding and then he's done some kind of a i think it's a lacquer i don't, I don't know he's got some kind of a finish going on mm-hmm. and they're they're all in different woods so i i'm not sure what the four woods we've got here are um one of them looks like paduke one of them looks like ebony this might be zebra wood i, I don't know those are the three i could nail down i think for sure yeah this is the fourth one i'm not sure it almost looks like a colored mahogany or something yeah um, but they, they're definitely the kind of picks that the more you play it, the more they're going to kind of break in yeah. and that'll be a good thing with these. Whereas like I find plastic picks you buy off the shelf at a guitar shop, the more they break in, the less I want to use them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're better new. Oh yeah. Yeah. They get all rough and then also mine always warp. So then I always have like a, a good pick side and a bad pick side. <laughs> yeah. And if I, if, I don't know if you guys have had that, but where you like. You hold it, it sort of curves around your thumb. And then if you do it the other way, suddenly it's you're bad. you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's not in the place it's supposed to be. I, I use the I use these uh, jazz size Tortex picks from Dunlop, and I order them on bulk. That's what I use on uh, most of the time on, on, on all my tours and stuff. And uh, one pick lasts a couple shows, and then I basically just toss it because uh, once the points get rounded down, <laughs> they're useless to me. Yeah. Um, I, um, we got those T1 picks though for our little review episode and I've been yeah. using that, that, uh, the stainless steel, um, jazz size almost exclusively. You really love I T1s, really yeah. like it. Like they're loud. Like if, if nothing else, they're just really, really loud. Well, as one would expect, uh, and you know, they're really, really thin, really, really rigid. 
uh, I am. I'm absolutely in love with these picks. That's the part I had trouble with. uh, The thinness, yeah. You're a a high mass guy, right? I like like some, the feeling of meat between my fingers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I should have worded that differently. I did not mean it to sound like, yep. Sorry. sorry. Oh, man, Oliver, you were all over that, man. (laughs) Al gets a golf clap. (laughs) Uh, Even when I'm not trying to be a tool, I'm being a tool. There's just, no way that wasn't intentional. It was. It, it, oh, it man, no. oh my! Nobody's gonna believe me anyway. I'm done. <laughs> no, no one's gonna believe you. Just gonna move on with uh, my life. Yeah. Let's see. What are those? Wait. What's a stainless like a stainless pick like actually? Well, apart these, from the meat being thin. Okay. <laughs> um. So T1 picks out of California. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they're they're laser cutting these things out of T three hundred four stainless. It's yeah. like 0.3 of a millimeter. It's if it's like it's like as thick of as, as a piece of paper, but it's as rigid as you would expect a, a one mil pick to be. Yeah, or a two mil pick. It's it like they don't they move. don't move. Yeah, they're very very rigid. Um, but it feels like there's nothing at all between your fingers. It's very 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 thin. Um, and they have a lot more high end to the. Yeah, kind of the sound that the, the, if you're looking at an equalizer, a lot more on the treble side is coming through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can actually explain that. Maybe there's a bit so, of a, a rasp, of course, with the 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 wind of the strings, depending yep. on how you hold the pick. So yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So it basically, so the reason I say I can explain that, maybe I don't know how nerdy you guys want to get, but basically, like your the reason I'm kind of interested in picks, right, is because your initial conditions, uh, like the way you start the string off, actually has like a huge effect on your tone, um, which I think I guess it's becoming more of a big deal now with people getting into, like you said, the wood picks and the stainless picks and stuff like that. But for the longest time, it was just like, I'll get a credit card punch and, and do that. Um, and... Like so, I did this for my uh, for one of my dissertations. Basically, was like looking at guitar string vibration, uh, and like the sharper that initial uh, that initial thing is, uh, that initial condition is, the more high end you're gonna get. And then also the the closer you get to the bridge, the more high end, which is like intuitive to us, right? Because we know like that's why the bridge the bridge pickups sharper uh, or like harsher, more treble. Uh, and the neck pickup is um, is like more bassy, more round, whatever words we use to describe it. Uh, and that's actually like you can actually see that described, like one in experiments and two actually in the the maths, um, like in the vibration theory, which is awesome to see. Like when you run a simulation and it looks the same as as like the actual output from a guitar string, like I, I thought that was pretty exciting. So if you had a if you had a metal pick, you'd have a sharper initial condition where you have this like um, offset triangle, right? As you're pushing the string away uh, from from its resting point, and then that's basically adding more high end through something called like basically the harmonics. Actually, it's basically adding more high end harmonics. So, cool. Yeah, apologies for the mini lecture. Have, have, yeah, have you, have you ever um, had a conversation with John from Heavy Repping? Yeah, you should talk. You should talk, John. Yeah, he's in England as well. He, you, yeah. you'd like him. He's the. I think he, he's in London even. Is he? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, once, so. once I'm once I'm released from my um, 
from my isolation prison on Sunday, I'll get in contact with him. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He's, uh, yeah. we've had him on the show a couple of times. He is the guy. He is a pick guy. When it comes to picks. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So I'm just going to, oh, you know, the other thing I was, I was up to this week. I'm going to wrap this up now because we're 25 oh, minutes to, in. To, to over a half hour in now. I know. Um, <laughs> I broke out the Kronbauer jazz box and I was playing that up. Cool. A lot. I saw you're using it as a photo background. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, <laughs> it, that flame maple just looks really it's good. It's gorgeous, man. but yeah, I was I was really enjoying it, and it's really made me determined to be a better guitar player. I'm oh, kidding. I'm sorry. Kidding? Matt. I, I know how to play the pentatonic scale. <laughs> I am a master of guitar. I, yeah, I yeah. don't need to learn anymore. We've been over exactly. this. Jeez, Casper. There are there grip. are five notes and patterns. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, what it's made me really determined to do is uh, I'm gonna fix. I'm gonna fix a design flaw, and it, it hurts me to say that there's a design flaw in something made by Trevor Cronbauer, but <laughs> it's a design flaw for anybody who's not Trevor Cronbauer, because mm. oh, it's your big meat hooks. Yeah. yeah, you know he's he's a very he's a super skilled player. Yeah, but he's a jazzer. Uh, he doesn't swing his arm around like a goofball. Yeah, and I swing my arm around like a goofball. So having that bulbous knob sticking up off the pick guard which is angled upwards a little bit off the strings i keep striking my knuckles on it. i don't know if you can see it but yeah, i actually peeled yeah. some skin <laughs> from playing that thing so i'm going to get an under the pick guard knob and there install that there you go so that the guitar is functional completely and i can play like a baboon and not destroy my knuckles because i need my knuckles because i'm a knuckle dragger mm-hmm, yeah they need the yeah, yeah, when they when they, they, need, get, they need the skin yeah <laughs> Well, when you're dragging them uh, on the ground, the calluses, yeah, right? They, yeah. I need those. Yeah. 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 yeah you can't be breaking the calluses off on, on a jazz and, and No, exactly. You know, I can't. Yeah. Exactly. You, you get it, Oliver. My man, he knows. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, the knuckles are purely for the street. That's <laughs> Like the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my All turn. right. So this has been officially maybe the longest intro we've ever done. It's, it's, I don't think it'll uh, no, be close. It's, it's, it's a long one. Uh, so let's just let's get let, let's shut up. Let's fire into it, Oliver, my man. Tell me that was the worst Denzel was, Washington impression I've ever done, and uh, that was a Denzel Washington. I know it's impression. inadvisable for me to do a Sheesh. Denzel Washington impression from the get go. But he oh, just he just man. says my man in such a cool way. I just want to be cool like Denzel. You've I got to be cool like in, you. I'm, I'm going to have to look say. up some or something. I know he like would that. have something charming and and wonderful to like. You are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. I'm gonna but if I say it, it's cheesy. I'm going to move away from the Denzel thing because it's, it's <laughs> dangerous ground. Uh, <laughs> Oliver, my dude, you give me the origin story, man. How how does a how does a South African end up in London? How does how do you end up with this uh, international guitar operation going on? And what inspired all this, man? Let's let's dive into it. That's a big question. Oh, cool. Yeah, it started at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> started. The, well, as we say, give us in the, the beginning. <laughs> uh, that was a Sterling James Acaster reference, a uh, bit of a deep cut. But anyway, yeah. So basically, <laughs> already on a tangent, haven't even started my story. Yeah, it's all good, um, man. I just tried to, I just tried to imitate Denzel Washington, uh, which is we all heard. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of yeah, forgiveness so, and grace to go around is what I'm getting at. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, so basically, I mean, I've always played guitar, right, since I was like eight years old. I used to watch my uncle playing it and stuff, and I thought that was cool, and I really wanted to 
in on it. So eventually I, I managed to convince my parents to get me one. And then I played from when I was a young age. But then, uh, blah, 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 I went off to university and I was studying uh, engineering. Um, and then, like, in the holidays, one, you need to have something to do. And two, like, if you're a nerd, you kind of want it to be making stuff. Me and my dad. My dad's also an engineer. Uh, and we sort of were doing this together. Um, and we both like guitar. And then we both really like carbon fiber because uh, we've been Formula One fans since I was like a tiny little kid. And also um, he flies model airplanes. And obviously we'd seen uh, – well, okay, not obviously because model airplanes is niche. But in model airplanes, we'd sort of seen them pivot from from being made out of wood and other things like that, mainly wood because um, it was the lightest, to carbon fiber and fiberglass and stuff like that um, when I was growing up. And we were kind of wondering, at some point it sort of came up, like, oh, why, is, why haven't we seen any carbon guitars? Why are they all still wood? Um, I mean, they're cool, but, like, it would be nice to try it out. And we were trying to figure out, is, like, is there a fundamental problem here? Like, why, why, is, why is no one doing this? Um, and then you get a lot of time off at university. So there was a bunch of time to sort of do this and like figure it out from scratch. So I went and got an internship at a, at a composites company in South Africa where they were making lots of carbon fiber stuff for like airplanes and things um, to learn how they made them. Um, obviously was designing the whole thing up from scratch. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier about the waste and a bunch of other constraints like that where I was like, okay, I wanted to have, 24 frets and this and this and this um and then we sort of we made a i made a kit guitar i made a kit telly to see how you actually put guitars together like maybe it seemed like a good idea to start with wood um and then we made a three-quarter size guitar out of carbon just as a proof of concept uh and this was all a hobby like at the time just something to something to uh, i don't know do together in the holidays uh, and in my your final holidays, year, your holidays sound better than mine. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. Uh, I, I sort of describe it to some of my friends tongue in cheek as like, it, we're pretty pale. We're not very good at the beach. So we tend to do things indoors. Um, <laughs> cause like no one, no one wants to see like a human sized lobster, which is basically what I turn into. Yeah, no, I, my, um, my wife is, is British and, uh, uh, I've, I've yeah. seen, I've seen how, how deep pink can go <laughs> <laughs> to almost red basically. Yeah. So, so we made that three quarter guitar and then in my final year of uni, we were making the first full size one. And then I was finishing up and trying to figure out, okay, what, what am I going to do after this? Um, and I was like looking at getting jobs and stuff and that didn't seem massively appealing uh so <laughs> you gotta be honest with you man they're not <laughs> yeah oh no i know now don't worry um but um uh but i decided to so we decided at that point well, maybe other people would be interested in them so maybe we can try to turn it into some sort of business um and then at the same time i had been accepted for uh, to to do a postgrad in the uk for a year so I had nine months off because the calendar, the academic calendar is a different. 
So I had nine months of like this grace period where I could go all out on them. And that's when we really did the, uh, the proper R and D into like, how do we actually manufacture these things? How do you, how do you actually make these like, not as just one-offs, um, side note, we're still not quite there. We, they're very custom, um, which is kind of the, the, the fun part actually, to be honest. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we, I did that. I went off to do my, uh, some more stuff in like manufacturing and management in the UK. Um, to understand a bit more about how the rest are all, all sort of linked back to the guitars. Um, because I wanted, like, if you're making guitars, you're effectively trying to start a like manufacturing business. And this seemed like a good way to go about doing that. Um, so I did that. And then while I was over here, we realized that there's not a lot of people in South Africa buying expensive boutique electric guitars that are like incredibly niche as well um if if you're in south africa and you're you're spending the kind of uh the kind of boutique level money on guitars you're probably buying a gibson custom shop or a, a friend fender custom shop uh or a prs uh lawyer special i'm not gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> i actually love the, i actually love the pra's private stock stuff i think I, it's so cool i'm so but, glad uh, you did that uh but the I've the ref a lot just, of prs yeah. are for dentists and lawyers jokes and i've taken some flack for it yeah so <laughs> oh well i i look forward to sharing the flack <laughs> I do love their, their their private stock stuff is awesome though, uh, and the Silver Sky is cool as well, despite the controversy around that. But yeah, so so then I sort of realized maybe we should be closer to the end customer. So we still make everything in South Africa, which is kind of, kind of the point of the business in the first place. Is like we want to we want to make uh, world class, in our opinion, and but hopefully in other people's opinion as well, world class guitars like in South Africa because it's not necessarily something it's known for but like there's a lot of really good like craftsmen and and people who who really care about like what they're doing down there um and they kind of like south africa needs the business more than perhaps england does um so that makes sense to do it that way and then i'm here to try and try and sell them try and flog them to whoever actually ends up buying them um which was that's that's basically the logic of how a South African ended up in London selling guitars that he manufactures on Zoom, like with his dad in South Africa. I think is <laughs> roughly a summary of of the way we do our business. So like all do our business. Um, <laughs> so we do like all of the machining and stuff because uh, obviously I'm kind of the the. Um, the CAD guy, CAD and computer aided manufacturing, like so, doing all the CNCing. Um, so uh, we actually run video calls where we have a an iPhone filming on the call, filming the machine, and then we have uh, the computer running the machine also on a video call, so I can see what's on the computer screen, and then I'm doing all of the work on my end, um, which was kind of a pre-COVID idea. Um, but definitely, definitely proven by the whole COVID situation. Um, I think that's generally a pre pretty, pretty, uh, whistle stop tour of how we ended up here. There were a bunch of like tangents we went on on the way 
for six months when we were prototyping the guitars, we ended up building an oven like to cure the carbon fiber composites in because we got a quote for an industrial oven and decided it was too expensive and how hard can it really be to make an oven? It's just a heater and you can buy spare parts for, for kitchen ones. Um, so for six months, we ended up doing that instead. Which <laughs> 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 is kind of weird to explain to your friends. When it's like, no, oh, yeah, I, we want to make these guitars, but, but no, you're designing an oven. <laughs> that <laughs> is... Like starting a crematorium? I No, that's really cool, yeah. I, I think. I mean, like, uh, that's that's oh, such an interesting part of the story of of, of what you guys are because, you know, I <laughs> let's face it, most other brands do not have to do that. <laughs> that yeah. As long as oh, they- we, we're we're pretty proud of the oven, to be honest. It's it's very very cool. Like uh, Roger did all of the all of the design work. He had to learn how to use AutoCAD for the first time in I think thirty years probably closer to 40 years now. He won't, won't thank me for saying that. Um, but <laughs> he had to learn how to use AutoCAD to draw up all the designs while I figured out the temperature control. So it's like, it's really cool. It's like controlled with this Raspberry Pi. And I found this open source soldering oven uh, controller on GitHub, which I then like modified. Nice. Of other electronics. All right, man. I love it's, it. It's really, really cool. It was such a fun project. Um, to be honest, it was, yeah, it's cool. And it's a bit terrifying the first time you, when you're like wiring it up and you're looking at inside the the electronics box and, and you're looking at the wires and you're like, yeah, that's mains. (laughs) (laughs) I'd only ever played with electronics in a lab before where everything is low voltage DC stuff. Um, Kind of like pedals, but and way less fairly controlled and under the watchful eye of someone else, usually. Yeah, no. not so much <laughs> at my university. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. we weren't doing anything to when we were playing with the dangerous stuff. We had supervision, but I popped a few like microcontroller boards and stuff like that. Everyone did. Um, <laughs> okay. The best were the when when someone would pop a capacitor. Um, those were always exciting. I never did that. But when you pop an electrolytic capacitor, it makes a bit of a noise. I'm sure if you, yeah, if you're building pedals, you know about it. Mm, I, yeah, I haven't <laughs> done that, but um, so I, yeah, want to, don't. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, really, really, is it the is it the Lassie? Is that what you call a guitar? Yeah, it's it's named after our our dog who always used to lie in the workshop with us while we were doing all of the development. <laughs> who's sadly not around anymore. Oh, so we decided we'd name it after her because she was our workshop dog. Well, that's that's a nice tribute. Um, I got to say, I really, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the shape and the and the curves of this thing, man. It's a... Oh, thanks. I, I really appreciate that. It's a cool-looking body. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name anybody or poke anybody out into the sunlight with this, but uh, very often when people are, are being... Uh, really 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 progressive with materials and 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 design um something gets lost in translation with the the final shape and the the look for at least yeah. maybe it's and this could be this is, could just break down to my opinion and maybe, no, no no i um, i mean th- this was, i i totally agree with you yeah, obviously also not going to name any names but it's like yeah, you, it, it doesn't guitars. have points 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You, you just you like get a what? guitar that's yeah. like I I don't want to be seen playing that. I appreciate everything that it is and then high engineering and skill and wow the the mathematics that went into that. Oh boy! But you just don't want to strap it on and be seen with, in front of people with it. Yeah. Whereas, that's sort of all of all. Of, sorry. Yeah. I keep no. I, I, I was just gonna. No. Look, you just, told me not to be polite. Now look. Yeah. Like no. No. <laughs> Go for it. I was just gonna say. Whereas your your guitars. Uh, this shape is is attractive. It's great. Uh, I want to strap it on and and uh, appear in front of people with it. That sounds oh, like that. Awkward as heck, <laughs> but I mean, no. That you guys like, called me out I on the really meat really thing. Now I'm just in this vulnerable place. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. That one was. Uh, we we've done the low hanging fruit. Hey, there's another innuendo, probably. Um, <laughs> uh, um, this is going to be interesting to listen back to. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, well, no, but I, I really, guitars, uh, yeah. pillars of maturity yeah. and wisdom. Uh, so cultured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I like gen, going back to the shape. I really, re, like, I really genuinely appreciate that because that was exactly what I was going for when I was designing it. Was like. The whole idea was, okay, what would you do if you were trying to, um, like, improve specific things about the guitar without changing everything for the improve in my viewpoint, obviously not objectively, um, but at, like at least change, but like without just changing everything for the sake of change. So it was like, okay, we can probably do, like we can do something with the material because we think there's an opportunity there. Um, and then we could, the other thing which you can't really see is like the pickup mounting. We thought we could do something with and the fret access. Um, and then like the, the string guide. So the zero fret and super low break angle type thing. But then other than that, you, when you sit down and play it, you still want it to, to feel like a guitar, right? Like it, it must still look like, like when, when you look at someone, it must, when someone who doesn't play guitar looks at it, they must still like, understand oh yeah that just looks like a normal guitar and they, they don't they don't see anything immediately weird about it or immediately like off-putting about it um kind of making the design at least hopefully last um i mean if we lost <laughs> um that was all all very intentional going into it was because i'd seen all of these awesome guitars that that people had developed that I loved all of the tech and innovation and thinking behind it. And then, like you said, you just, there's something that you're like, Oh, that that's too far. Or I'm, I'm not so not sold on that. So I wanted a normal guitar that was carbon and had like a few, got rid of a few of the niggles that I had with, um, uh, with the guitars that I did have or was used to playing, uh, where I thought I could make like little changes. And, I think hopefully we we pulled it off in some form or another. Um, so I yeah, I think you did. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. If if anybody out there has ever seen like the Uli Roth guitar, you know, the Sky guitar, I think he calls it or something like that. I have no idea um, what that is. It is okay. Here, I'm just. Gonna, Good conversation piece. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> nothing says I'm great radio. I'm trying to pull like this Googling. up as fast as I can. Yeah. So uh, yeah. everyone looking at go. Google Images. Ooh, oh. Roth. It's it's one of those guitars. Just like 
I oh, think well, that's an wild. unbelievable amount of engineering and planning went into this. And I mean, the the upper fret access is insane. The fretboard ends where the bridge pickup begins, and that oh, alone is just like that's that's a, that's quite a feat. Mm. <laughs> wow! But uh, this is one of those guitars where it's like I I appreciate what it is really really hard. But for me personally, and this is for me personally, I'm not hacking on this instrument. I don't feel any turn on by this look. Yeah. Um, it's, it is probably one of the most functionally flawless instruments you'll ever see, or, or I guess play would be the way to put that, but it's just got, it, it's dead on arrival as far as I'm concerned with sex appeal. Mm. And, and to me, that's, <laughs> I'll admit it, uh, a big, uh, maybe not a big part, but a small part of my, uh, desire to play guitar was ego based. I wanted to look cool. Just, just a small part. Just, just a little, yeah, yeah. A small just part. a little bit. The, 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 the little tiniest bit. little smidgen. The, honestly, I'm so humble. And Can I, I ask you a quick question about that? Now, <laughs> yeah. in your career uh-huh. as a musician and guitar sure. player, yeah. have you have you found going. yourself in many positions, like as a player on stage, say perhaps, yeah. or or anything like that, where you're just like, man, I am killing it right now with the sex appeal. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I can think of a few where you didn't. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I I could see. I, I, the leash was there. I could see where you were walking the dog. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Well, that's good. That's good. At least there's. there's I met my wife on stage yes, playing you guitar. Did. You, you Didn't you propose to your wife oh, on stage? I did. Yeah. See, now there's. That's a so very cool story. Definitely yin to your yang. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I. So there was a little bit of mojo working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, if, and I, oh God, I hope she never comes on the podcast because she will destroy the notion of everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like your wife a lot for that. Oh, yeah. She is. <laughs> She's ruthless. If I weren't already an overly <laughs> honest person, yeah, she would break, break me. Yeah. Would... <laughs> <laughs> My wife, uh, she she can be civil with other people. Um, she is. There's no holding back with me. There's no punches held. It's it's pure truth. Yep. <laughs> I think it's my favorite when I get to like get to witness watch it. it. <laughs> Just witness. Yeah. I don't have to see much. Not no, not not that often. But sometimes it's like, oh, it's. It, I just saw a thing. I should. Say something? You know, in the old Nintendo no, game Punch no. Out, like you, know, you can get through the whole game, and then you get all the way to Mike Tyson, and it's just like boom, one hit, and, and Mac goes down. Yeah, that's 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 my ego with my wife. Yeah, yeah. It's just one just it's kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, for the most part, no. I, in fact, I think I thrived better on stage when when I've had no ego. Because mm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but I still want. Whether or not I ever do, I still want to look cool. Yeah, I no, could, I, I could I look cool with a Rubato. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I think it would look very, very cool with a Rubato. Very hard but that's what <laughs> to I'm supposed look to say. Cool with the Uli Roth. Yeah, I'm not. I, what is going on? I, you know, you what, know what, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't mind this whole like water droplet teardrop shape thing. I want to know I, why there's 500 knobs on it. 
He's an yeah, interesting, that's an dude, interesting man. question. And maybe if Does I play... it have pickups underneath the fretboard? It I looks don't like know. it is. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, you know, Uli can do what that's he wants. He's using the scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. I just don't understand what's like functionally how this guitar operates and what it does. Oh, yeah. It, so. uh, there's a lot, man. I mean, first and foremost, it's clearly meant to shred and shred really high. Um, as for the extra knobs, yeah, I don't know. I he there's a lot of there's a lot of electronics going on there. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, enough of yeah. that. Anyway, okay. So let's get let's talk about rubato guitars instead yep. of uh, Uli Roth's. Wingdinger, whatever that thing's called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just got to pop into my head like the font Wingdings. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, side track. Speaking alien. Uh, I did want to talk to you about because you you brought it up, uh, which is good because I wanted to to talk about it anyway. I'm I'm very curious about the 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 choice to go with the zero fret design. That's that's not super common. Uh, really anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you, you see it, some, some brands do it, but uh, it's it's by far and large the underdog in the guitar design. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I think so. I Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there, there's a few a few guys doing it now, like um, Vigier has been doing it for quite a while. They actually individually separate, under, like separate the zero fret into like six zero frets for a six string at least. Um, so you can, they can like pop them in and out individually or something. Um, but yeah, it's basically, uh, if you think you're like anywhere else, if you're playing on a guitar, like if you have a, if you put a capo on, right, then what you're doing is basically putting a zero fret on at that point. Cause you just, you're that's, it's like you're holding down all the strings behind a fret. Um, and then you get this super, like it's, it's one of the most reliable ways to to get a low and consistent string action, uh, which was quite important to me. And then the other thing is it, it helps with tuning stability immensely because because we have the zero fret in in combination with this like straight string pull with the layout of our headstock, the three plus three, but like tapered inwards, mm-hmm. um, and then this custom stainless steel string guide that we get uh, machined uh, that we designed like that lets us minimize the break angle over the over the zero fret which means that there's as little friction there as possible um so when you're bending uh or if you're playing for a long time uh, it doesn't like there's nothing there that can catch um which helps a lot like the guitar stays in tune for that plus the so the low friction there plus the stability of the carbon means like you don't you end up not having to tune it up too much. We've had a few stories um, from customers where like we shipped to Australia and the US, and we've had a few customers so far, um, and we've had a few customers who've said it arrived in tune, which is just like look that I really think that's a cool thing to like that's a good testament to how stable the whole setup can be if you if you go down the zero fret route because i think i think a few decades ago it got a bad name because like uh um lower end manufacturers were using it and then it sort of got a bad reputation but from a like from a technical standpoint i i think they're awesome that's cool man well like you know i mean i think it has a bad reputation from certain um models that were maybe 
pumped out a little bit uh, quickly and cheaply versus, you know, there's 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 lots of examples of, of really high end brands like yourself that do zero frets and, and knock it out of the park. So, I had the option yeah, to go with it on the the multi scale base, and I chose to go with a, just a standard nut because because I just didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you can you can get in a like you can get a great setup with a standard nut, right? Like, there's there's no problem with a standard nut provided the uh the sort of luthier doing it does it well um there's tons of tons of things you can do there as well you can get the like low friction materials like a a graph tech stuff or graph tech i don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it i think that like there's it's definitely not the zero threat with uh, our solution is definitely not the only like it's not the exclusive solution to how to get low friction over the night there's never one way to do something great yeah yeah. it's it's just you know i just i think there's a bit of a um uh, still a bit of a stain in the memory of guitar players because of uh, you know things coming out of uh, Japan uh, and and Eastern Europe uh, in the '60s, um, and maybe some of the Italian brands in the '60s as well. There was there was a lot of they were just real real student model stuff, and the easiest way to knock a guitar out quickly was to put a zero fret on it and just have a, you know, some sort of a basic string retainer and just boom, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can definitely do that. Then then you have also, also if you're using soft metal, like obviously we're only using stainless steel frets. If you're using normal, uh, the, the nickel alloy frets, you, the string, like, cause the string's steel, right? So that means the string is harder than your fret, which is why you get fret wear, which means you're going to get notches in your zero fret. Which then means that your fret height, your like nut effect of nut height is dropping over time, which then means you're going to end up with buzz. So there's an like it. There's a very obvious reason not to do it cheaply because it's not going to last. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I think that's you know that's where the real difference is, right? You're you're thinking in in terms of of how to make it excellent, and they were just thinking in terms of I need to make ten thousand of these an hour. Yeah. So that I can make a profit off selling these for seventy five bucks or whatever the heck they were selling, <laughs> um, and you know the, it's the same thing with the the guitars made in those same places that didn't have zero frets. They were utter junk. So and yeah, but then it's not different. So there's nothing notable there. It's yeah. just like oh, that's a cheap guitar. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's really cool. So what what string gauges can uh, can you go up to? I'm curious with your with your uh, zero fret setup because you've so we like the the spec we quote which is true is you can go all the way from like nines or i mean eights if you're billy gibbons to 13s like a standard set of 13s in standard tuning which is basically like playing electricity cables at that point like overhead power cables um i've tried it it's not fun. I'm not Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I was trying to prove a point um, that you could you could put the things on and it was would still be fine, and the uh, the action would be fine, and the neck relief would the neck relief is the critical thing, right? Because that's what you adjust with a truss rod, and we don't have a truss rod because it doesn't need one because it's been designed to stay straight all the way from nines to thirteens. So you can do that. There's actually a video. Um, a guy called Andy the Guitar Geek. I'm not sure if you got on YouTube. Uh, he tested that out. So we sent him a demo guitar, and I told him this um, 
and immediately regretted it because I, I, I sort of I was having a video call with him and I saw saw a spark in his eye when I said that he was like oh that would be that would be great material for a video I was like oh no I'm gonna have to have to actually like obviously you're not like you've tested it and you've done it before but you just you never like taking that uh, uh, like people being like oh I'm gonna verify your claims. Um, but he did it and it worked. So I mean, <laughs> I was pretty chuffed with that. Um, that was good. The only thing you have to do is you, we, we provide these, um, shims with, the the string guide, um, so that it, it raises it up a bit to control the break angle because the thicker your string is the like greater, the break angle is going to be just because of the geometry of the thing. Right. So when you change the strings, the only thing you have to do to, to set it up going from like nines to thirteens in the extreme cases, you tuck a couple of shims under the zero uh, under the string guide, and then maybe you change a string action a bit, but the neck relief will be fine. Um, and that pretty much gets you all the way there. Well, well, it does get you all the way there. Maybe you'll have to tweak the intonation a bit on the thicker strings. Right. Okay. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. No, sorry, my brain just. I just think of like, it's one of those things. I that my that's kind of always in the back of my head. Cause in, you know, the, uh, Al in the mid two thousands was, uh, really getting into baritone guitars and into, you know, dropped C and <laughs> that kind of thing. So at one point I had, uh, I had my SG running a 0.65 with my low C string. <laughs> it was real thick. Oh yeah. That's uh, thick <laughs> at that point. Uh, yeah. At that point, the real thing you run into, so we're not like the, the hole in the string guide is fine. That's that's not the limiting factor. The limiting factor is actually the tuners we put on the things. So if someone wanted to play like super super thick strings, it'll it'll just make a standard set of thirteens. Uh, I'm not sure it's thirteens to yeah. No, it, it, I mean at that point, if you're if you're looking at strings that big, you're yeah. already looking at custom tuners and stuff like that. And I, I yeah I can't, yeah it's it's a whole. Then you're playing bass. It's a whole mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's, oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah. I, I I love I love this. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, uh, that was a, the the first time I tried with the thirteens. Actually, I was sticking the the big uh, the low E through, and I got it through the thing. I was like, Jesus, a big string. And then getting it through the uh, the locking tuner was a a bit of a wriggle. We got there in the end. <laughs> 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 it works. Um, so, and I, I, we said, I, I think I said first thing, like I, I'm super stoked that you guys are doing um, replacement necks uh, with the universal yeah. uh, strap style heel on them. Yes. Um, yeah. is, I'm super excited about those as well. Which is so awesome. Um, suck it, telly guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing is we actually i, I have a, a tele heel design the way we did it is the the way i did it was um i noticed that, the, the aluminum heel, heel cap yeah. Was, yeah i was like the there's neck a tele heel one coming yeah. aluminium one so i we can make the rest of the neck the same and we can just get different uh different heels machined which, uh, um, so, so it's designed to fit a strat and a tele. Can customers uh, take that heel it. cap on them on and off themselves, or is it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's integrated into the. It's it's got a whole because actually you don't want to screw into carbon because you can't you can't thread it. So we use these brass threaded inserts yeah. in the in the lassie. But on the on the neck cavities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But on the neck, 
No, I was just curious uh, if you if you did that with like machine screws or something because I, I was like that. Uh, I just I wonder if that would be even possible safely. Yeah, I, I mean everything is everything's machine screws on the thing. Everything's machine screws with hex heads, uh, like Allen keys because yeah. we love those. They're they're just better in every way than yeah. like a Phillips head or a flat head. Yeah, that, uh, that guitar I made with the. With have the you tried? Have actually. you tried the uh, the all Canadian Robertson head? <laughs> no, Robertson what? Uh, this big shout it's, out to Kevin Schoen. <laughs> it's uh, instead of a Phillips head, like as a big axe, uh, we have one in Canada called the Robertson that almost put the Phillips head uh, into bankruptcy back in the early days of uh, screw heads. So it's real quite quite a war. I watched a documentary on this. <laughs> <laughs> you have such an interesting life. Now. <laughs> uh, it was a surprisingly cool documentary. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the Robertson Screwhead. Uh, for actually, I realize that most of our listeners are in the U.S. or abroad. They're not yeah. actually in Canada. Uh, we do have our Canadian followers, of course, but the, in, here in Canada, we have the Robertson. The Robertson Screwhead is just a square. Yeah, it's a square hole. It, so instead of an X, you have a square hole. It's very hard um, to strip. It's very strong. Yeah, but the matter. only the only problem is it's not in every household because that that's the real thing you want with a with a, a like a fastener is you want people to be able to use them, which is the real problem. I mean, yeah. we throw in Allen keys with all of our stuff so people can adjust their guitars. Well, I mean, and yeah, and, and here in Canada, the Robertson is, yeah. is everywhere. And it's everything. pretty well universal yeah. with everything. Um, but, oh, okay, cool. But uh, that doesn't matter to outside. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that carbon neck I used I used a few years ago on a build. Uh, had I, I had to put in uh, threaded inserts and use machine screws on that. And, and personally, I did that on a lot of other builds I did anyway because um, even if you have a wood neck, and you're taking that thing on and off and off and on, um, especially with a vintage one where the truss rod access is in the heel. Um, oh yeah, you're, you're putting a lot of wear and tear on those uh, screw holes. Yeah, no, you yeah you'll be weakening the so, threads definitely. I mean, yeah. the machine screws are just nicer in every way, right? True. Like, True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are not going to take their vintage fifty-two tellies and all of a sudden put drill them out and put know, yeah no put <laughs> brass inserts or machine screw inserts inside there, so it doesn't matter, but. Anyway, um, back to back to the uh, replacement next year. Um, these oh yeah, look absolutely the, killer, man. Like, thanks, man. Yeah, so I should probably explain before, just before we is like, so we're not using those those alum, those uh, brass threaded inserts because the aluminium uh, cap actually has has these extended legs that are designed to so that we can actually tap into the aluminium. Uh, for the also oh, uh, for the goes, the mounting screws, the cap goes so it's quite like a bit bonded the deep heel. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually it's it's longer than it is. It, there's more of it inside the inside the neck than there is that you can see. Okay, yeah, that explains. Okay, yeah, that explains a lot actually. Um, it's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. So you're just oh, machine threading the like machine screw threading the aluminum block. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That would be nice and stable too, eh? Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's it it lines up really nicely with like if you get like a warmth body, it just slots right in, which is that was a nerve wracking experience actually the first time. Because well. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's just scrap, right? Like the if you make a neck and it doesn't line up with the standard holes, 
Yeah. All, all you've done is is make. I mean, and not even firewood because it's not wood. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. You, you've made uh, offerings to the gods of guitar manufacturing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just hang it on the yeah. wall and uh, let it be what it is. You, you ever see the world's fastest Indian? That movie? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Oh, oh good. should I? Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, okay, I'll check it out. And, and uh, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony right? Anthony Hopkins yeah. crushes it. It's about Burt Monroe uh, setting world speed, land speed records back in the fifties or sixties, or yeah, on an Indian motorcycle. Uh huh. And uh, he casts his own. Oh, what's the part he's casting? Is it? Uh... Anyway, he's pa- he's casting his own gen- engine parts, and uh, everyone that fails, he ha- he puts on the wall underneath this uh, little banner that says offerings to the God of speed. Ah, um, so, uh, okay. So. Well, we definitely have a few of those in the workshop. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. no necks yet, but we, we have, we have plenty of failed experiments. That... <laughs> those, those, those things all gave their lives so that Rubato could thrive. <laughs> That's, the, yeah. You know, they, they, they yeah. died noble, they died noble deaths. Um, well, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I'm looking at the end product. So I, I, I think it was all worth it. You could have you could have kicked a baby into a canyon to get this end product, and I'd be happy with it. I should probably clarify that I didn't. <laughs> yes, I don't think you actually need to clarify. Right. Al, Al is the only one that does uh, stuff like that for uh, guitar things. <laughs> I've, I've said that saying a few times on the show, and uh, it, I love it. Yeah, it never gets less than a very interesting like "whoa" there uh, <laughs> reaction from from it, and uh, so it should. I just. Talk it's like it. a it's like a Bill Burr joke. Bill Burr has a thing where he talks about punting a baby. <laughs> so you're I, not even original, Al. That's okay. good. Good. Well, I mean, I didn't know it was a Bill Burr joke, but I do like Bill Burr. He's, He's good. Quite yeah. a funny guy. Funny guy. He's also a very like bitter guy. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> yeah. I don't really watch comedians. His, yes. his comedy is very based in like getting enraged about things, and it's hilarious the way he does it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if the punchline's going to be punting a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Something had to get yeah, you there. That's true. It's, it's not coming from an optimistic outlook. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, yeah. I, I, so just spinning it back around to get back to these next, man. Um, yeah. You, you, the, the options of choosing different types of rich light or, or having maple, it, like you've just, uh, I think what you're doing is kind of genius. Um, oh, thanks. Oh man, I I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Rich light is so cool. By the way, like the, we actually only started because I I knew about it from like Gibson started using it on some guitars. I think in the late two thousands um, instead of ebony, and everyone got upset. Um, but they shouldn't have. Well, okay, I sort of understand because Gibson and traditional and whatever. But anyway, sidetrack again. Yeah. So then we had a customer request rich light. Um, and I started looking into it, and I'd only ever seen the the black and the and the yellow, um, the, which have names like Black Diamond and Maple Valley or something or R50 or whatever. Um, but they have so many cool finishes as well, uh, like ones where they because it's just this it's just this like paper composite, right? This recycled paper composite, um, which means the whole guitar is then composite, which is also kind of cool. But like they then they'll interleave light and dark layers of paper, um, which looks plain when you get it as a blank because it's just square. So you just see the top layer of paper. But then you machine the fretboard profile onto it, and you get the sort of like 
kind of wood grain, kind of stripey effect. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the rich light stuff is great. Yeah, it's 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 really rad, man. These necks oh, and fretboards are just... I cannot describe how badly I want one. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think they're pretty fantastic. And I'm a huge fan of oh, steel frets. That, oh, I oh so am I. Yeah, since I started... I never had a guitar with stainless steel frets before we made one with stainless steel frets, actually. Um, I'd only ever had my, I had my Squire, which was definitely nickel. I mean, that barely had frets, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then the Gibson's definitely nickel. Uh, the PRSC, uh, SE I had before that was nickel. All the other things, I'd, the acoustics and classicals are definitely nickel. Oh. Yeah, I'd never, played, I'd never played stainless before before we actually made one. I was, which is probably the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You know, you, you, there's enough of a track history that you knew it was going to work. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't off your rocker there. Um, I was fortunate yeah. enough that, uh, you know, I was playing a lot of guitar in the early 2000s, and that was when Parker guitars just took off like a rocket with the the new oh, metal. Those crowd. are awesome. And uh, I, oh yeah, they're so cool. I'm so I'm so bummed that it didn't take, but like a handful of years after Ken Parker sold the business for that brand to go belly up from just completely. Yeah, that, that was, that was really, really yeah. sad. They have um, a great factory tour on YouTube, by the way, from, from the Ken Parker days, uh, oh, awesome. where you can actually see their composite oven and everything and how oh, they did it. I'm gonna have to look Very, I love yeah, watching guitar factory tours. Cause they were the first brand to really use carbon fiber in a mass production type of way. Um, yeah, and- I think there was, um, not Steinberg, uh, uh, another one where it's like that small, like very mini headless guitar. There was another one that did some sort of graphic. Yeah, th- thing. there was there was a few brands yeah. out there using it for sure. They the Parker's yeah, yeah. first, but like that highly contoured, ridiculously carved looking body they did, that was reinforced with carbon over the entire back of the thing. So even though it was, uh, you know, wood, it was still strong as all heck. And then. Yeah, um, I mean it was it, like balsa wood though, right? So it wouldn't have had any anything without the without they yeah. called it an exoskeleton. Yeah, um, yeah, no, those were their their neck heel blend was insane. It was oh, so it good just looking. Dis- there wasn't a <laughs> it, was just, oh. it was invisible. Um, but they were the first company that I played uh, that had stainless steel frets. Um, now they did it kind of. That's maybe one yeah, choice they, they made that was kind of poor was they there was no fret tang, they were all like epoxy glued on um mm. so you know eight ten years later a lot of them have their frets actually falling off in the case that kind of thing um needing some uh, needing some repair but yeah, yeah when you played one and it was fully functional uh which is i, I i'm making them sound bad here i, I think accidentally but they're, they're almost all fully functional just the occasional one that had glue issues um those stainless steel frets just immediately were just like Holy crap! This feels good. This is a world of difference. These things feel fast and slick, and yeah, they invincible. <laughs> like that's the thing, right? They because they're so much harder. They hold a polish so much better. So you can shine them up really well, but then they stay shiny, which then makes it feel slick, right? So when you're doing vibrato or you you bending, it it just yeah, they they just feel so great. So I I definitely had that experience with it as well. Like obviously, I've played other guitars with stainless frets now, like Strats that people have refretted and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they always, it's always such an upgrade. Um, those Parkers were were great though. Yeah, I I'd, I'd heard about the 
um the there's actually a crimson guitars video uh another you like this oh, is I like love a big crimson guitars yeah 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 so so they're awesome and uh, he actually did a video where he he was repairing the uh, that's right. Uh, fallen yeah, off he, he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But Casper. So it's definitely like that's that's the other thing is like yeah the fret falls off but it, it's like fixable and they were that's the thing with whenever people are doing innovative uh innov- that's a weird pronunciation innovative oh no okay now I've got myself to spin uh yeah whenever people are doing innovative stuff there's like something's prob like probably going to go wrong because you're changing things um. So like, I mean, th- that at least is fixable, which yeah, is I, I think pretty if, good deal. I think if Canon held mm. on to the brand and we're still heading it today, I don't think they'd be installing frets the same way because that's just not how Ken rolls. He's a very progressive guy. Um, yeah, always pushing. He's guys doing tons of jazz guitars now, which yeah, are, which are the coolest jazz guitars I've ever seen. But oh, man, yeah. I cannot afford one. No, no, they're <laughs> out of my price. Yeah. Casper and I are fortunate enough these that we're doing some parts builds for the show. Um, really soon here, actually. Once uh, I'm, I'm just waiting on pickups. You're just waiting on and pickups. I, I, uh, I, my curing process is done today. Yeah. It's getting its first coat of polish. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I have, nice. What are you guys making? Uh, real, real long story short. Uh, Casper's making a multi-scale fan fret, uh, non-reverse Firebird style uh, bass. Uh, I'm making a. Uh, it's kind of a. It's a Rick and Rickenbacker's 360 inspired. style body with uh, a lot of sci-fi inspired appointments and uh, hollow, but it's going to have uh, uh, a humbucker in the bridge and a P90 uh, in the neck. Oh, good combo. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm making it out of uh, Limba, a.k.a. Karina, um, just because I've always wanted a guitar made out of that, and uh, that's definitely not something you can get from Rickenbacker. But uh, we're fortunate. Yeah, Limba looks really good. Hey. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, if it's, it's the one I'm thinking of. Ca- like, Casper yeah. doesn't like the Rickenbacker body shapes, but nope. he cannot deny the wood is the wood's uh, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Rickenbacker body shapes are cool. It's they're out there. You know, they've always been out there. Yeah. So they by that. But nature, they're like they, no, they're like that, for that retro futuristic cool, which is right up my alley, but not necessarily always up Casper's. Not always. Um, but we're luck. We're fortunate enough with these builds like that where we we you know. Um, Trevor at uh, Vigilant Guitars made the necks for us, and he let us go absolutely crazy with the options, which he should never have done. No. That was <laughs> – he should have known going into it we were just going to go bananas, and we absolutely did. We did so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, of course you, – You, I think, more than me. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean – I mean, my neck has literally an entire lands, lunar landscape with the ringed planet in the background <laughs> the fretboard. How did he do the inlays? Yeah, masterfully uh, actually. Masterfully. This thing They're is beautiful. beautiful. I'll send you a picture in the chat. Um, it's yeah, please. Uh, that sounds really cool. There's yeah. some, but he, there's he, some great guys doing in this. Oh yeah, he he was kind enough to let us have stainless steel frets as an option, which of course Casper and I both chose. Of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, then Casper immediately hopped on the Rich Light uh, fretboard. Yep, fretboard as well. So, oh, very nice. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'm very keen to see to see see how those turn out because they sound they sound like very out there parts casters <laughs> when i well, think parts caster, I think so. like a bit more uh, a bit more on the the like rehashed no. squire body <laughs> yeah. thing. well okay we could have yeah. done that yeah uh, and and we considered it we did but, it yeah, yeah but everybody that does a parts yeah. caster or that that say maybe their first foray into a parts caster build 
is going to do that. You know, or yeah. that's that's kind of the easy road. Uh, we wanted to showcase a little more of what um, you know the sponsors were able to do for for parts casters. You know, like Gary at Parts Caster Crunchiers did a bang up job on both these bodies. You know, to Trevor at Vigilant that with the next just absolutely blew us away. So um, these are we were trying to push that envelope a little bit to yeah, say you know you don't have to just build a Tele or a Strat. You know, you can do more. There are more options out yeah, there. And than I that. think for people, you know, taking in our in the content we're making, mm-hmm. um, if we just did another Tele build or another Strat build uh, or a P base build or something like that, it would just be like, you know, if that's your first time taking in content like that, then it's interesting. But if you've seen one of those videos, you've seen them all. Yeah, and it has, yeah. It has very little appeal to you. And we wanted to put something out there that had appeal to people who've seen those types of things before. And and we're doing a podcast. I think you guys series. are right. I think they sound very exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And 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 our other challenge was because we're a podcast and we're not doing video. Um, not as our primary medium, anyways. Yeah, there will be some we, video. We but. have to kind of push things a little bit to keep just keep that interest uh, much higher. Okay, I'm, I'm sending you yeah. a picture right now just so you can check it out. <laughs> Let me open Instagram. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Casper's base on the left. You can see my body and neck on the right. Um, and and yeah, we so like you know we're also trying to push some of the build aspects of this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing mine as a set neck instead of bolting it on. Mm-hmm. Um, which oh is- my, these look nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Right, thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, what, you, how is is that that in like the how that inlay is awesome? <laughs> thank, thank you. I'm yeah. assuming you're meaning the 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 lunar landscape thing. Yeah, the lunar land. I mean, okay, yeah. I want. I want to say Casper's cool. inlay is so yeah. like mint. It's it's so yeah. tidy and clean. It's just oh, I, I love your base. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, those I I really like that side marker idea too because then you you put the one in, inlay in and it's also it's like the side marker and the front marker, which is is a nice yeah. thing. That which, was that's my idea. Which, <laughs> looking at it in person and from the from the player perspective mm-hmm. is like it looks so good, dude. It's mm-hmm. so good looking. Um, yeah. yeah. I love the contours on the base as well. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of based on the uh, the Lincoln esque style uh, of that non reverse Firebird shape, um, and it was actually Al's idea originally uh, of that body style, and that's what I kind of like. That's where I first was introduced to it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's wicked." Yeah, and then it started. We were going to make matching bodies. Yeah, uh, and then uh, and then I deviated. <laughs> yeah, you went, you went down this weird path, the Ricky thing. Um, but I don't know the, the non-reverse firebird shape has always been really interesting to me. And it was the contours of the Lincoln, like that Lincoln style cut that really, really spoke to me. And, um, and it was funny too, because I actually didn't mention it to Gary at parts caster. And it was, it was through Al's original conversation that, 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 that contour, um, it kind of remained as part of the conversation that I really wasn't aware of. So when it, when they, came down to the cut and he actually got the walnut cut away and you get some of the ash on the back. It was just like, wow. Just, I'm just, yeah, I was going to say that the way that you get the, like you get that roll off of the, of the cap. Yeah. It looks so, so good. 
Yeah, these are killer builds. These are really nice. Thank you, Thank man. You, man. Yeah, we're we're pretty excited. I'm trying to find you a better picture of the fretboard, but uh, I'm also trying to not lose my attention and focus now. <laughs> <laughs> you should put the phone away because yeah, I think I, I can see it's a slippery slope. <laughs> throw it, throw it far, far away. Don't let me touch it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I'll send you a bunch of pictures just to make yeah. it easy. Um, oh, we're we're at, minute, we're at an hour twenty already. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, that was quick. Yeah, no, it always goes so fast. Um, oh, now your phone's vibrating in your hand while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my fault. Uh, sorry, 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 listeners. That's yep. uh, that's yep. my bad. Uh, <laughs> bad. Fix it in post. Fix it in post. No, nah, uh, no, nah, it's yeah, gonna it's stay. That's what I love about this show. Is, we, is that kind of raw. stuff? Yeah, very raw. <laughs> um, and and I got it. As long as we're talking about this, and I'm obviously gonna have to share a couple pictures of this so people can see what we're talking about at this point but uh i want to give a huge shout out to trevor at at, at uh parts caster concierge gary at parts caster concierge for the bodies yeah. which are just yeah uh, and trevor at uh vigilant guitars for these these necks because uh uh he worked amazingly hard on the things like these these inlays and stuff they both like him and gary I, have knocked it out of parts i want to say there must have been 40 emails back and forth over <laughs> millimeters of adjustment on your yeah. headstock shape. That was another cool thing is we got to design our own headstock shape. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. How hard stuff. is it designing a headstock shape? Oh my god! I had it in about a 40 minutes. Casper, it was done so fast. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I was the opposite, man. Like I drew weeks. almost a hundred different headstocks. Put a poll on Instagram. I did. Um, <laughs> and when it came down to like, nailing the final shape of what i got uh yeah casper's not kidding there's probably 40 emails back and forth of me being like can we just shave a little off here and round this just a bit and it was like it's a little I, wide I swear to god you guys were sending the same photograph back and forth 55 <laughs> times and it was like did you even change anything yeah. <laughs> like i couldn't see the difference oh yeah no and, and bless his heart i think trevor got it like, oh man trevor, trevor totally understood my like i was saying to curve this a little bit um, yeah. uh, at no, any moment, if he just sent me like a, 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 a bomb in the post, uh, I would have understood, you know, yeah. as I blew up <laughs> the last, I would have been like, I earned this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things where something goes bad and you're like, yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the um, attention to detail on these also looks really cool. Like this, the binding where it actually follows the frets as well like that old school Thank binding you. That instead of having request. that was a that was a special request that i made because i'm a, like i said i'm a huge fan of uh of gibson guitars and old gretch and guild and stuff and that carved fret over end binding was just something that was such a intrinsic feel to that oh, um, so time consuming i'm sure oh yeah and he he did yeah. it. I couldn't believe he said yes to that. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, and, and that was it when we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, if there's any red flags about the part, the list, send us a, a four-page bill, a spec list as to how we wanted to build the next. <laughs> he's like, if there's any, just go through it, fill it out the way you want to. And if there's any red flags, we'll talk about it. And you know, it was like, okay. So first things first, we're like, well, stainless steel fret. Yeah. So we, he's like, we, oh yeah, that's standard. We, we it was like, optioned oh. these things out well, the wazoo, and there never once did he say, oh, we can't do that. Let's we like, not do that. It was like, it was probably I, like, you know, stealing his children or something. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been a flag. I'm so curious as to what a red flag would have been. Yeah. 
I should ask. Just, yeah, we'll have yeah, to have him like, back. I gotta, on the show. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna have to go back for round two. And I know. Try and anyway, I don't want to talk about do. another builder any longer <laughs> while we're talking to you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. dude, I've been a fanatic about Carbon Next. Casper can uh, testify to this that I've I've been a a little goo goo baby about Carbon Next and and stuff for a very long time. Talked about them a lot. I'm so stoked we got to have you on, man. Uh, I'm unbelievably excited that you are offering replacement necks made of carbon fiber. So stoked. Uh, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm so, so appreciative that you guys would even have us on. So to hear you're actually excited about the stuff that we're making is, is yeah, even better. Because that's, that's the most satisfying thing about what we do. Is like, it's really fun making them, but when you get when you get feedback from other players uh, or like customers even where uh, they say, Oh, I really like it. Or that looks really cool. Or, or like it, it's just, it, it's such a payoff. It's so good. Yeah. Well, dude, they, they do. They look incredible. I want to get my paws on one real bad. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, we Th- can... Thanks so much, man. Um, I'm so stoked. We got to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. I know we're keeping you up late. Um, no, 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 not like, don't worry. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I actually almost me. forgot he's in England. Yeah, I know. He's the, up, the audio quality yeah. is so good, it didn't even phase me. Usually that British internet does not work out well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and where can uh, people best find you? So they can find us at uh, guitars. That's the whole domain name. There's no, like, .com at the end of it or whatever. It's just rubato.guitars. That's our website. Um, and, and then you can also is, find us. spelled R-U-B-A-T-O. Okay, perfect. Um, Just, uh, it's kind of, sorry, yeah. Basically, that's a, it's a, it's actually like a classical music term uh, that sort of means, like, it gives the player uh, more freedom from the composer where they can, like, kind of steal time and do, uh, like, speed up in one place to slow down in another so that they can, like, put more emphasis uh, or more of their interpretation into a piece of music, which was kind of uh, kind of the idea. Also, apparently, I read like a couple of days ago that uh, it's controversial in some classical music circles, which is uh, even more apt for. Yeah, for yeah, day, yeah I, think. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. So, car- so, yeah, so, so Roboto dot guitars on, online. Yeah, online, and then Instagram is just Roboto guitars, all one word. Uh, Facebook is the same thing, uh, or they can just email me directly, uh, Oliver at Rubato dot guitars. Uh, those are all the best ways to to contact us. And yeah, well, I mean, even if people just want to chat about guitars or necks, uh, if they're just interested, they don't necessarily have to be looking to buy. I always just love talking about the things we make, so uh, we'd love to hear from anyone really. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, dude, it's been an absolute uh, privilege and an honor. You're a legend. So stoked to have you. Um, Thanks for being part of the family. And uh, dear listeners, we'll see you next week. Can't wait to bring you another episode. But in the meantime, check out Rubato Guitars.